Hey gang, and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey. Have a non-traditional podcast today where I bring on a couple of my friends, one in particular to co-pilot this interview, Ryan McGuire, who hosts the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. And then we also brought on Jory Palumbo and Jackie Sanders, two of our friends, to get their perspective from an online dating scene. And we've all been in online dating for many years we have all the positive and negatives, all the different stories we can share. And we thought we'd try to be productive with this conversation, not let it go off the rails by sharing a lot of insight into getting started with online dating, why you should actually get into it, some of the things to consider with setting up your profile, uh, being able to do some early messaging or first dates, and just an overall scope that people should consider as they get into the online dating scene. So I hope you all enjoy this wide ranging conversation. And without further ado, Let's get it started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast on online dating. Ryan, Jackie, Jory, thanks for joining. Thank you. Thanks for no, having thank us. You. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian, for joining my podcast. <laughs> uh, Ryan, you're, I know you're joking around here. Um, yeah, so Ryan and I, what, let's just kind of set the table for everyone listening. And so Ryan McGuire that's on, host of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. Uh, Ryan, how many episodes are you in now? Ooh, 127 will be posted any day now. Awesome so, job, man. We're in the late 120s. Congrats. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. So Ryan and I have been friends for a lot of years. We've actually done a couple online dating podcasts in the past, back in like 2020, 2021. And we thought, you know, he's now got married up and, you know, a few of us here are still single and still trying to find the one. And, you know, we're kind of going through these dating apps. So we thought it'd be fun to get back together, talk about the landscape of online dating in 2023 and kind of getting us and getting folks kind of moving in the right direction to have some success on there. Um, so what we're going to do here, this is going to kind of be a random panel. You know, we'll kind of go back and forth and jump through various stuff. So I want to kick off with everyone kind of going through maybe a quick 15, 20 second of age what you're doing on the app in terms of the people you're going after, like age of them is, is probably enough. And then what apps you've been on. And I think that might give some context from uh, context from everyone listening in. Okay. So Jackie, why don't you start? Yeah. So thank you again for having me on this panel. I'm so excited. Uh, my name is Jackie Sanders. I am 30 years old. Um, I have been on Bumble and Hinge, but mainly on Hinge. Um, and then typically if I'm filtering with age, I have it as 28 to 35, 36. Okay, perfect. And Jory, yeah. how about yourself? Uh, my name is Jory Palumbo. Thanks for having me as well. Excited to be here. Uh, so I'm 34 years old and I, let's see, age range, it can fluctuate, but I think typically I stick around like 28 to 38, like a 10 year span. Um, yeah. Uh, but you know, every once in a while, if I run out of match or run out of folks, I'll just extend that a little wider and see what comes through. <laughs> Lowers the standards. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to, every once in a while. And I want to get back to all that. Ryan, what is, now I know you're married, so we'll, we'll say that again, a uh, beautiful bride you have that you met on match. Remind me when you were back doing the dating apps, what age were you kind of going at? What was your selection criteria? Oh, I learned. Boy, I learned. Um, Brian, yes. Uh, thanks for mentioning that I am married, but I <laughs> definitely had my years of frustration of online dating and the apps. Uh, I have not forgotten any of that. <laughs> Trust me. Um, 
Yeah, I I had learned. I don't know. It goes it goes back and forth. I I was late twenties, early thirties, um, because I still really want a family, and I know that later you get in the thirties, a lot of women were kind of like perhaps did not want a family, perhaps already had a family, not something I was looking for. But then a lot of times I was doing the late twenties, and I noticed that. Uh, women were restarting their careers, going back to school, and dating was not really a priority. So my sweet spot, I found, became about the early 30s, where women were mature enough, they knew what they were looking for, they were kind of settled in the career. So that was kind of uh, my sweet spot. Okay. And I guess if you're listening to this on Ryan's podcast, I'm Brian Andreco. Um, so I'm, I'm, cur- <laughs> I'm currently 40 years old. And after I got divorced, I decided to do some online dating um, and did it for, I guess, I did it a little bit in 2020, then stopped and then started back up in early 2023. Um, And I guess my age gap, probably maybe similar, is like I I was aging between about maybe eight to 10 years younger, um, starting at and then going up to basically like I think 42 was the age. So I had like maybe a 10 year gap in there, which seems like it's kind of the same throughout with everyone on here. Um, but similar to Ryan, now I have a son. So I was in that unique position of if I met someone that already had kids, didn't want to have kids, I was fine. If I met someone that uh, didn't have kids and wanted to have kids, I was fine. So there was a little more uh, different than when Ryan was in you know, the position he was in, where I can kind of work through it and, uh, and have a little more open season, I guess. I don't, I don't know a better way to say that, but like, um, I was able to kind of have more options if, if I can say it that way. Yeah. I I'm really interested to hear how things quote unquote change. I'm sure they haven't changed that much, but, uh, I think all of you have said you've been on hinge, which is something that I was on, but it wasn't bumble was the really popular one, two or three, four years ago. It was bumble. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, when we had done our episode a few years back about online dating and me helping you set up your profile, that was based on you doing match. Mm -hmm. And so the only reason I didn't match again was because of you, which is how I found Kristen. And I don't think any of you are doing match now. So we do have some past experience. Does anybody even do match anymore? I mean, I don't even see the commercials anymore. I used to see commercials all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I don't see commercials for that anymore. So it's like, is Hinge the hot one? And is it still kind of bumble a little bit too yeah from my friends that i know that are on the dating apps hinge is definitely the dominant one in my social friend group um but with the caveat of saying i only ever started going on the dating apps in 2021 and so that was for like two months and then now on them again recently so i still feel like i'm fairly new in the dating app experience um i started with bumble because it felt like an easier entry point in terms of like at least back then like less requirements on like what you needed to start off filling your profile and it, it was very simple of just like yes or no versus hinge when i first started felt very intimidating you almost like have to fill out all these prompts and you have to start with a message which that's why i like it now because you have to put more effort in. But when I started, it almost was like, what is this weird online dating world? I knew friends that were on different apps like Tinder back in 2012, when it was one of like the four apps out. Um, And so I was like, oh, this is like dipping my toe into it. But yeah, I I don't know of anyone else on Match. I will say um, 
one of my biggest frustrations that you don't really have to deal with anymore is when I first signed up for match probably 10 years ago. And after I moved down to North Carolina, I didn't really know anybody as Brian will admit a lot of our friends were either married or in relationships. And I just really needed to branch out and meet people. Mm. There wasn't apps at the time. It was, you logged online and you wrote these long ass emails and sometimes it would take you like 10, 15, 20 minutes to answer all these questions. And then you'd get ghosted and you're just like, imagine doing that to three or four or five people. You're writing these emails because you really want to put effort into it. And then they just don't show up or they wait like two weeks to respond. It's like, forget it. The, the amount of time that you would spend on an actual website, not an app was brutal. So be happy it switched to apps because that was, that was bad. That was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Jory, I'm curious what your experience has been in terms of like which apps you prefer being on. Mm. So I guess my rotation has been between Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. Uh, I kind of look at them in like a hierarchy almost of like what you're looking for mm -hmm. in a way. So, um, for the listeners, I identify as queer and bisexual, so uh, I'm not heterosexual. And uh, so between, I guess, in, I guess the queer scene, I don't know what it looks like kind of in the hetero standpoint, but Tinder is almost like you're looking for a hookup, you're looking for something like quick or just casual, you know, maybe, I mean, sure, there might be people looking for relationships, but I look at Tinder as like, you're just, it's casual and maybe a hookup. Bumble is like level two for me, like that could be something short term, maybe a little bit more casual, might be a short term relationship. Maybe some people are looking for relationships. And then I see as hinge is like, these are long term folks. These are people that might uh, be a little bit like more established in their lives, like a little bit more responsible, I think, um, maybe trying a little bit harder and like trying to meet people um, and maybe a more like, I don't know. Uh, well, I want to say organic way, but it's not really organic on Hinge. But anyway, it feels like, you know, there's like this level mm -hmm. of like casualness to like more seriousness that starts like Tinder to Hinge almost in my experience. Um, and so I've just, based on what I've been looking for, I kind of like rotate through them where I'm like, oh, t I'm tired of Tinder or I'm tired of looking at Bumble. Let me switch to another one and I'll just kind of go through my rotation. Do um, you, real quick, Jory, do you find the same people around, around the different apps? I noticed that many years ago. Everybody's on this. Everyone's in these yeah. people of apps, right? <laughs> yeah, sometimes for sure. Like it's same pictures and mm. even after like a long period of time of like, oh gosh, I haven't been on Bumble in a while. Let me check back and it's like you know six months later and you still see the same folks like oh yeah. well they're still single so am i i don't feel as bad about myself <laughs> well, that, that was gonna be my question though because especially with being on multiple apps and like oh like i remember this picture or if you come back to the apps and see similar pictures i'm curious what everyone's either like tips or strategies or maybe like red flags they see in terms of people's profiles like what they look for on all the different apps i know i'm very used to hinge they have like a lot of different filters that you can put on um but yeah i'm curious what people's experience are with that so brian what about you in terms of profiles for dating apps yeah if we're getting into that and um i think well and one so i've i've been on match before and i've been on hinge um match to ryan's point i match is kind of like the old and outdated it's the e-harmony type um at least in 2020 you think it would have been more advanced but it was really weird because like just the way they had the profile set and how they filtered through stuff, it was just really, uh, uh, the setup was not great. The UI was not great. Hinge is definitely a lot better. Uh, and they, they, it's, there's definitely more gamification to it to kind of get you engaged and get you on it, mm -hmm. uh, which has been, which is, which is good, I guess. But 
I think it's it's like anything else. People want to be in the room that's crowded and has the most people. As an example, I went on. Have you guys ever heard of Stir? You might have seen some of the ads. Maybe not because you you guys don't have kids. But it's like for single parents. And I signed up for that. Well, actually, I helped my buddy sign up for it. And I was like, oh, you should get on this. I'll get on with you. This is before uh, Hinge. And there was like almost no one on there in the area. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why? Well, I mean, it's a newer app. They're trying to you know, get some steam behind it. But like, I think there's so many of these dating apps and some or most of them kind of you know, fizzle out. And then you have a couple that people attract to. And then all of a sudden, that's how Tinder and Bumble and these others and Hinge get, get bigger. Um, so just wanted to say that up front. Um, I think going back to the profile, and this is maybe some help of maybe almost what you don't want to do as you go forward. I mean, I think for me, like, or, or Jackie, did you ask what the biggest red flags I see in terms of people that are on or maybe things to not put on there? Or I guess that's the same question. I guess either one. Yeah. Or like okay. things that you've seen that either have been like, oh, that really stands out in a good way or very stands out in a, okay, you're getting a no from me mm-hmm. today. <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing, I'll be kind of curious everyone how they respond to this. But for me, the pictures are a big thing, right? At the end of the day, let's say we're visual, right? We're going to, we, we want to have some attraction to someone at the beginning stages. A couple things annoy me. One is. Just a couple. I can't wait to this. Now we're getting into the good stuff. I mean, so first and foremost, most every single person I know of our age group has a phone that was created within the last, call it six years. Let's just use that. But that's a fair statement. I think six years, right? Very generous. Probably like four. Yeah. Yeah. The phone the phone cameras are amazing. If you have a grainy picture that looks like it was from 1998, that's a huge red flag for me. Like, why is that picture on there? The other thing is, if you have like five pictures and they're all with friends, now I have to play Where's Waldo to figure out like yes. which one, yes. which one is you. So that gets frustrating because again, it's as never we know, the people, hot one either. Yeah, people. <laughs> pe- well, people have every time. People it's have. It's always the yeah. Every the time. ugly one. Well, pe- people, yes. people have it's catfishing. It's always in the first photo too. Okay. You're All like, right. which one is it? It's not the hot one. <laughs> so going back, staying on track here, stay with the group. Uh, so people have different hairstyles and what have you in certain pictures. So again, you have to kind of play that as well. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing too, like I think for me at least, and this is being a parent and kind of being again, a watchful of this. I've been on a few dates a few, well, maybe at least, well, definitely one, maybe two of, they didn't say they had kids and then you find out they have kids and they didn't put it in their profile that they have kids. Mm. So I'm like, that's kind of weird. Um, so that's a couple, I can keep going down the rabbit hole, but Ryan, let me throw it over you. What would, what, what were your, some of yours when I'll go down the rabbit hole shit. Well, we'll keep um, it going. That's all. I just want to keep it cir- <laughs> circle going I would here. Jump down the hole. Yeah, it's funny. I started to write stuff. Like I said, this stuff is still somewhat fresh in my memory. I'm not, I haven't been married for a year. Um, yeah, there was a, a lot of red flags I learned over time. Uh, and I wrote them down, Jackie, when you teed up Brian, I was like, I'm going to write a bunch of stuff down. Um, all right, one, filters. On every photo, you use filters. Two, at least this is for me personally, is if you are drinking and are drunk in like every photo, it's going to make me feel like you're, you have a nightlife. Like this isn't going to work for me. 
Um, three, guns and shooting in your photos. Not really for me, not my cup of tea. Um, four, if it's not really filled out, that makes me like a Jack Emmer, you said about filling out hinge. That makes me feel like, okay, you're interested. Like you want something to work. You want someone to read this and you're taking the effort mm-hmm. to do that. If you don't fill it out, it's like, does this person really even care? Um, all right. So we have five, uh, five headshots only, only their headshots. Um, as you said, Brian, you want to know you're attracted to the person you like at least see one full body photo. So when you walk in to the bar or coffee shop yeah. to meet this person, you're not going to be like, oh, what? <laughs> was not expecting that. <laughs> um, all right. Another one is not smiling. Um, either they don't look happy and, or they just don't show their teeth at all. Teeth are very important to me. So I, that is very important. Um, another one I'll end it on this one, as far as like the red flags is, um, I'm not super religious and, and I know a lot of people, especially down here in the Bible about are, and that's fine with me. I, I, I'm not going to knock that. I'm probably, I'm actually probably not for them. So I think that's just one of those things where, People's religious are very religion is very important to them. It's not really for me, so we're probably not a good match there. And I'll just I'll run through a quick couple things here that are that are really good for me that I remember noticing is someone who loves to travel, um, someone who has photos in different locations, national parks, different countries. It means their culture. They like to get out there and explore. I love to do that. So it was you know. And or, you know, Brian, I know you love to like work out and CrossFit. So when you see something like that, it's like, oh, a similar passion. They're into something I'm I'm yeah. into. That's great. Um, I do want to see the occasional friends and or family in some of these photos. Not every photo, but it also says, says you have a social network and or you are still close to your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so like I mentioned, full body. And I just want to be smile be happy this is you presenting yourself don't look so miserable you make me want to approach you and talk to you right so i'll I'll end it right there jory i'm gonna pass it on to you i know that was a mouthful (laughs) no it's all good you took a lot of my answers and everybody this is very this all this resonates like i don't have a a whole lot to add i I can relate to really a lot of this uh yeah quality of photos group pictures so something else i would add is uh i've encountered a lot of uh or profiles before that are like only sunglasses you don't even know what their eyes look like or what they look like in their smile and i'm like don't know or a combination of sunglasses only and group pictures where no no idea no clue no idea who you are um, from these and i really want to uh piggyback on the filters um i've seen a lot of women with like the dog ears filters or like the heart eyes or the heart cheeks and so strange uh don't don't want to date a dog, like want to date a person for sure. Um, yeah, that also to... makes me think that they're probably only going to want to get like your Snapchat handle and not actually your cell yeah. phone number. Like, uh, can we Snapchat at night? And you're like, this is not what yeah. I'm looking for. Those are the Tinder people. Yeah, yeah those, those are the, are the Tinder folks people. on Tinder for sure. <laughs> um, and then back to like mirror selfies when they have a flash on, you know, and then you see like how dirty their mirror is and how the dust and fingerprints and like this is not a clean person, not gonna, and it's no, it's not a good quality picture. What about shirtless selfies? What's, I gotta get the the answer from both of you on the shirtless selfies. I mean, if it's a good shirtless selfie, I'm up for it. I think one is fine, honestly. (laughs) One, one, at the end, and it's like a swimsuit, swimsuit photo. 
Yeah. Or a lot of the time, the ones that I'll see, it's like them traveling. So they're like swimming, like in a lake with mountains behind it, or like some kind of camping thing or a CrossFit thing where I'm like, yeah, like you're doing a workout or doing something active. So it's more than just a mirror selfie. But yeah, well, I think it's also it's good. And the rest yeah. of the pictures show personality then. Well, they it's okay have to throw like one in there as like a glamour shot. You know, they have like 10,000 photos on their phone and they picked the shirtless one on purpose. They're like, oh, I'm swimming in the blood. No, you picked it because you're shirtless. Like, come <laughs> well, on. Well, yeah. Be- it's also, I'm going to call women out. It's also like the women who post pictures with cleavage. It's like, you know, you're doing that on purpose. All right. Let's just put that out there. I ain't mad. <laughs> but you know right. you did it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. And I think kind of going to like the general profiles, kind of like analyzing it, I find I'm in that headspace a lot when I'm on the apps to where I always ask, like, what does this person think that this picture says about them? Mm. Either like, oh, like they put this just to show off their body, or oh, they put this to show that they like going out and having a good time or going traveling. And to your point, Ryan, too. That's one of the biggest flags for me, I think, is when people think that like drinking is a personality trait. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm drinking a beer here. I'm drinking this there. Or like, even if their whole profile is just one thing, then like, okay, you're not gaining any more information by looking at a third mirror selfie or a third above the shoulder picture, you know, like making sure that every picture either like shows, I guess it kind of goes into advice of every picture shows a different part of your personality or gives more information to that potential partner. Cause it really is like marketing. Like you're just marketing yourself to future people. Gotta have variety for sure. Um, when a lot of times, like I feel even just like the first, the very first picture, not good, not good at all. And it's like, you have a camera roll of hundreds or thousands of pictures and you have this as your first one. This is your your first impression on a dating app, it's like sometimes unbelievable what folks choose. Yeah. That's yeah. like, nope, instant swipe. Well, and, and I was even going to say with, they have like four photos that are pretty much the same photo. That's another, I, and I don't know if that's, you know, like a fake yeah, car selfie. Yeah. I don't know if that's a Five fake profile car. account or something like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, this is a pretty good list. We're, we're putting the one I want, I also want to add one more, which I've noticed. I never noticed back in, in the match days, but I've noticed in hinge is having their Instagram handle. And I'm like, Oh, is this how you're trying to get new followers is by putting your Instagram handle in your profile? Mm-hmm. Does anyone have their Instagram and love- Jackie, do you have your Instagram in, in your, profile? I don't have oh, okay. mine, but I have the same thought when I see people's or then like, if I go to their Instagram and it's like private. Yeah. And so like, that. I could see it being a benefit to be like, Hey, I only get six pictures on this profile. If you really want to see what I'm really like, like here's my Instagram and it's like public and you can look at it or whatever. But yeah, then when it's private and then you have like four people that you're friends with that follow them, that you also know they're single and probably just followed them from the apps. I'm like, this is just feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really <laughs> odd. Well, this is yeah. helpful too for folks. So we're, so I've kind of written down the list here. So don't use filters have decent pictures and have a variety. Some that again, showing off your personality, mm-hmm. try not to have sunglasses in there. Um, don't put your IG handle. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure you put your, you know, if you have kids, but be honest, like if you have kids and, and the same thing with like with drinking, like if you drink, 
put that you drink. If you don't drink, put that, like, don't lie yeah. about that stuff. Uh, because I think that's, I could see that I could see the benefit maybe of why people do certain things like that. But it's going to, if you're starting off with a lie, that doesn't, that's not going to go many places unless you're just there for a hookup, maybe, I guess. But yeah, I guess we want to think and the I best think of people. Yeah, kind of on that note, that's one thing that I talk to my friends a lot about of even as like we're deciding like what should we put on our own profiles. And one thing that I'm finding more and more is as we've talked about, like all of us have amazing pictures, but I also don't think that you should put necessarily your like 10 out of 10 pictures on your profile, which like, I don't know, maybe that's a controversial opinion, but I also feel like Sometimes we can set ourselves up for like failure going into a date or like accidentally catfishing someone. If you're like, oh, I think this is the best picture ever of me. And like, you never want anyone to be disappointed when they go on to a date, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like make sure it reflects you and your personality. But also like I wear gym clothes 90% of the time. And so I'm not going to put the like, wedding like bridesmaid dress picture and like the one time I go out a month going out and this and that because like that's just not my personality and that doesn't accurately reflect who I am like yeah I look great in those five pictures but making sure it also represents who you are on a regular basis yeah so don't that's try too of... hard yeah oh, they're like would... over try yeah, just make sure the content of the pictures reflects you. But like definitely good quality, good lighting. Make sure they can see your face. It shows your personality, but your true personality. Not like, oh, like a black tie event for every picture of yours. Unless so you that, work in an ja office where you wear a black tie every day. <laughs> Jackie, that comes to, I remember when when I was browsing profiles, um, I was I would always look for the, the A's. There's like a group of A's I would look look for personally authenticity was definitely one of them um so what you're basically saying is be just authentic um yeah absolutely people are probably wondering what the other a's i was looking for <laughs> is authenticity um athletic uh adventurous and ambitious mm -hmm. um might as well throw another one there animals some somebody loves animals i love yes. animals so yeah, those all those A's were super important to me. If they hit those, and it's like, okay, now we're talking. Did you have? I thought you had acrobatic on there before. Did you take that one? Off? <laughs> That's a very niche filter. That's like the the fine print A. <laughs> Never Never all right. So That's speaking of, A plus. Speaking of that, so let's put everyone on the spot. Someone's filling out a profile today. They're getting on Hinge. Let's say, what is the one piece of advice you would give them to put in their profile? One, whether it's a prompt, whether it's how they would structure the picture, what's the best piece of advice you can give them? I can start if everyone has a needs a minute or unless someone wants to go. I'll go for it. Okay. Um, I think it was going to be a question I kind of posed to the group of, I feel like recently since I've been on Hinge, there's been a lot more use of like the video prompts and even like the audio files, which... I feel like they can really be hit or miss on how people use them. Like sometimes there's a lot of men singing on the audio prompts <laughs> in various degrees of talents, which like you do you it's again, it's a weird first impression, but I do like the videos. Um, and I have a video in my profile. That's kind of like 
a montage it was like a tiktok trend thing so it's like a montage of a bunch of different things of things in my life that i love doing and so it's kind of a double whammy because you get like 10 in one plus i think it's really powerful to see like just how someone moves like their body language rather than the static picture so i would say if you have a good video that's either like funny or shows your personality then definitely try to use the video props because that's definitely my most responded to um element of my profile and i think it automatically makes you more human in their eyes rather than just like more pictures and more dog dog ear filters <laughs> yeah <laughs> how about you jory um i think an easy one that i look for that is just yeah kind of a softball is the animal pictures going back to the a list uh <laughs> i think it's just such an easy and great way to start a conversation um that's usually what i go for is like if i'm responding or sending somebody a chat as if they have a dog or a cat well i'm not a big cat person full disclosure that's usually like uh i knew this i like to work out yeah <laughs> this isn't gonna work out which could also be uh you know a good thing to have but definitely go for the dog girls uh and always an easy way to start a conversation of like what's your dog's name how old are they and then go on to share about my dog and then the conversation kind of starts from there so that's um a little bit what I look for and then hmm. prompts I suppose too um the one prompt I don't like though I'm really curious what others opinions are we can come back to this later if we want to still continue uh but I don't really love the two truths and a lie I don't want to guess I just mm -hmm. want to know like mm -hmm. <laughs> tell me tell me what it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah I also do not like that prompt I'm not a huge fan of it and I never respond it, to it never yeah. respond like yeah. nope don't want to do it just yeah. give me the dog pics yeah. <laughs> Ryan what about you what's uh what's the one thing you'd encourage people to put on their profile if they're setting it up you know I'm gonna buck the trend here I'm gonna give you two um and I think one of them is much, it's a deeper level. It's much harder to to do than it is to say, but it resonates is when you have confidence in yourself and what you're looking for, it comes through. So it's basically setting up your profile for what you really want. You know, you're putting out there what you want to get back and don't set the profile up hoping it's what other people want to see. Um, I think that's where we're going to run into dead ends and frustrations and problems. So it's almost like when you're sitting there filling out your profile, be true to yourself, be as honest to yourself as possible. And that's how you'll get your best matches and best results. Um, another thing that I mentioned as well is passions. Passions is one of the most attractive thing to me, period, whether you're my wife, whether you're my friend or my next door neighbor, when someone's passionate about something, you get into it. You want to know more yeah. about it. So list what you're passionate about, uh, show pictures, talk about it, whether it's travel, nutrition, health, your job, whatever it is, because that is just opens the door for a conversation. So yeah. passions. Yeah. And I, and I would say, I mean, and this goes, I think Ryan, what you were saying a little bit, but it's also, why are you on the app? So I'm a, and I oh, could yeah. be wrong. The people hopefully that are listening to this and are continuing to listen as we got to this point is they're actually trying to get on the apps and, and meet someone and, and, you know, have some, some real connection there. So not, this is not for the clowns that are, you know, just on there to hook <laughs> up or whatever. Be, I say that because like, what are the, re if you're getting on there and you're really trying to meet someone to your point, Ryan, it's like, 
like put like I remember my profile like putting CrossFit stuff on there, putting the uh, some travel stuff. I don't travel a ton, but I'm traveling more. Like I have the picture from Sedona Ryan out there, and you know like but but that tells people because if people don't like CrossFit or they want to judge that for whatever reason, great, it's not going to work out. <laughs> so yeah, like mm-hmm. I need to have those on there up front. I will say, I think the biggest thing for me is be very upfront with what you want. One of the things I've got, I got a lot of feedback on this um, is I had a section in there that said green flags I look for. And Mm -hmm. because I want to tell people, this is the type of person I'm looking for. And I think I had in there like active lifestyle. I think I had in there, um, you know, effective communication. I think I had independent in there. I had a a handful of stuff in there. Um, But like, if you don't feel you're those, that's cool. Uh, no big deal. But I think for me, I wanted to weed out a lot of those. I was fine with the rejection. I was fine with getting less likes, but I wanted more quality likes. That, But that was the approach I took instead of, I think to Ryan, I think everyone's kind of set it. And you can set up your profile to get way more likes, but it may not end up being anything of value, just kind of a time waster. So I guess, yeah, if you're looking on, if, if you're like, hey, I just want to chat with people and feel like I'm doing something, sure. You can probably game your profile, but if that's not the point, then set it up that's authentic. So. I want to say something to what you just said that I think might have gone missed by some people is you put green flags, not red flags. Whereas like mm-hmm. that is a positive, mm-hmm. positive tone. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've been turned off by such a negative tone on these. Like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. Uh, You fuck boys and all like, it's just negative and bitching. Like, I don't want this. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want. It is so negative to me. That's like, well, you're already jaded. So I want to go into this with somebody who's positive and like, yeah, I'm looking for this. I want this. Like the green flags gives me such a great feeling when I see that Mm -hmm. compared to red flags. Right. Well, and Ryan, you know me. It feels me. more you're well, like, oh, you know, sorry, sorry, Jordan. I was just to say, everyone I think on the call knows me. Like, I'm very positive and optimistic. And that's why I think, you know, ultimately when I set it up, I said, this is how I am. So I'm, I want green flags. Everyone has red flags. Everyone has issues. Nobody's perfect. But I want the people that kind of line with my green flags. That's going to be more compatible to me. So sorry, Jory, you were going to say something. No. All good. It just, it makes me think of growth mindset versus fixed mindset, right? Like I want to find somebody with the growth mindset. Uh, I'm familiar with Carol Dweck in her book. Um, Like let's focus on the positives and then what are those green flags and do my green flag do is, are my green flags I'm looking for match. And maybe there's some commonalities right in those green flags. We have some common interests, common goals, um, aspirations, whatever that may be. Yeah. And I will say last point on Ryan to yours it, it did kind of annoy me a lot, like folks that, listen, I didn't vote for Trump. You know, I'm not, I try not to be that political. Like people that would put like, if you voted for Trump, don't message me. Or, you know, like, to you know, like, that's kind of, that's really harsh. That's really Yeah, harsh I've always that. said like, even if we share the same, whether it's a political opinion or any opinion, but if someone's like that very strong, like F off if you did this or yeah. don't even bother talking yeah. to me and like that's just such a closed mm-hmm. mindset they're like even if i agree with you i still don't want to talk to you about this this is just already a charged scenario that's yeah. no fun <laughs> so let's say so someone set up their profile they're feeling good about it and they start getting well we you, everyone can take it from either way either they like someone and they're going to write a message or someone likes them 
and they're going to interact and maybe ask the first question. You could take it from either or both. What would what would you put in that first message to kind of get someone's attention? Jackie, let me start with you. Ooh, man. Um, I think for well, to start it off, I think as a woman messaging a man, I think it's a lot easier to impress them on the first message just because from my friends experience that I've heard on like getting a very thoughtful genuine first message that talks about multiple points on their profile does not happen as often um just given the shift in power in the dating apps as well um uh, which is kind of a whole other conversation but the things I always start with is just like hey like oh my goodness I love your energy or I'll give them some type of like physical compliment like I love your smile um you yeah, seem like you have great energy, maybe talk about one or two points on their profile. Um, but then within the first message or two of messaging, I try to steer it off of actual content of what's in their profile into something a little bit deeper. Um, just because I think that is my personality. I would love just have a whiskey drink, have deep conversations. And that's probably one of my green flags for people is, I've been on several first dates where I don't even know what they do for work, but it's because we're talking about like mm -hmm. their life ambitions or how they got there or like why their perspective on relationships is the way it is based on the role models they had as kids. Um, and so having some of those deeper conversations where I'm like, wait, like we're on our second date and I, I don't even know what you do for work, but that's a huge green flag for me because in my life, I have a lot of different passion projects going on, being an artist, hosting a podcast myself. And so I like hearing about all the things you do to fill your time outside of your day job, unless your day job is what you're super passionate about. Then like, yes, please tell me about that. Um, but yeah, talking to them about different things in their profile, but then trying to get it a little bit deeper um, into some deeper questions, which I actually have a rolling list of them on my phone of like, oh, this, these are different question ideas to try to steer in copy um, paste <laughs> jackie's copying and pasting not chat gbt what is a thoughtful question on dating apps <laughs> but more like okay like there is a i think exhaustion that comes with the apps too like in terms of which we can dive into also of like it is a lot of time or it can be, it can feel like you're putting energy into these conversations. Um, and so it is kind of nice being like, oh, like I want to take this further, but I'm like drawing a blank on how to do that. Cause there is naturally a lull in conversation sometimes, right? And you're like, I want to continue this, but like how? And so then having some like ideas to spark mm -hmm. is really helpful. Let, let's get so. back to, I want to get back to that, Jackie. Ryan, what about you? What, uh, what was like mm -hmm. a message you like to, share maybe or one you like to receive either way you want to know what's funny i have my first message to Kristen right here oh my the goodness. girl that look i married that paragraph look at that right? paragraph it wasn't that bad um i no, will answer it thing. now they call answer. now they call this survivor bias just because you happen to get married now that in the in the 99 <laughs> other simulations in multiple universes this might not have happened but let's go Dude, with i was i was over a thousand before i met her so um <laughs> No, what, what I do like to hit on first or before I read what I wrote her is notice, you know, notice something in the profile, notice mm -hmm. something that catches your eye. Like 
like I said, I love to travel. So Brian, if I saw your Sedona picture, I'd be like, Sedona, oh my God, that's incredible. Like, when did you go? What were some of your favorite hikes? Like, you've got to hit on something that you see that resonates with you. And one thing I've learned, the older I got is nobody, let's see here, what's the term? What's the phrase? It's like, nobody loves to talk about something more than like themselves, right? Like, so when you ask them a question about themselves, they get really excited because they want to talk about themselves and their stories. Yeah. Um, I'll read real quick what I wrote to Kristen, and this actually worked clearly. Is I remember when I saw Kristen's profile a week after me and Brian had that dating episode, which is episode like uh, 10 or 11 or 12 or something like that on my podcast. Um, I ran into her profile and I looked and I read it and a lot of it resonated with me so quickly. I was like, I remember when I, when I messaged her, I was like, I really hope she responds. I'm sure you've all had a text, a message. You're kind of like, if I don't hear back, that's eh, okay. Uh, but there's some people you reach out to, you're like, oh man, I really, really hope yeah, this one responds for saying I'm getting a good vibe from this one. Right. <laughs> and so I noticed that a lot of her traditions were similar to mine. Her passions were similar to mine. She had a, a husky and I was like, oh, I got a husky. Like there's a lot in there that I was like, oh, this is, this is golden. So first thing I know, she was Italian. Well, I'm part Italian. So I said, buongiorno. I said, you had yes. me, you <laughs> had me at hikes, coffee and breakfast. <laughs> and then I see your dog is awesome. And then I see your favorite tradition is the Italian Christmas Eve dinner, which is mine as well. It's the best dinner of the year. I celebrate this every year with my family. Crazy that it's only a few months away. Favorite part of that meal? So I end it with a question. Question. Knowing always. that she has to answer it. That's a and season. That's it. a season veteran. Yeah. Right there. A season yeah, online the, dating veteran. You set it up. Right you teed yourself up for a, a oh, wedding, I think. Boom. <laughs> I learned. Like I said, I was old for a thousand. Really nice. <laughs> uh, I got to go on a nice trip to Sedona because of that. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. 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 I think that's the best way to do it though. Like you start by a compliment, whether it's an observation or something in your profile, then tie it into something about you. Say like, it's still, it, this is a point of connection that's between us, but then putting it still back on her of a question. that she's it's, a, it's a ping and pong. And right. so yeah. it has to go back and forth. And if it doesn't, your first date is going to suck. Mm -hmm. And let me just say, before I move to Jory's, I want to also say this too is if you don't have the mindset or you're jaded enough where you're kind of like just winging uh, initial response or reaching out to somebody, then get off, step away, get off. You need to be positive and be cheerful and, and approach it like that. And if you're kind of like another one, another one, another one, another one, then you probably need to step away. Uh, so that's just something to keep in mind. Be positive when you initiate with somebody. All right, so we're going to go to Jory, and I want your answer. Uh, Ryan, yeah, completely resonate with what you had to say. I think you teed it up perfectly on that that structure of your message. I think it's important to, at least, I guess my style, I like to or initially start the chat with an answer to the photo or one of the prompts, like just real easy, get going, get the conversation going. I don't write really long messages because number one, I also have had a lot of times where you send that message and you don't get one back. So I'm not going to really put a lot of time and effort and stress into crafting the perfect message. Uh, so I keep it kind of simple and just, yeah, focus on a photo or one of the prompts, like I said. Um, 
and I'm curious eventually what everyone else thinks, but I think post 2020, it's kind of a kind of weird on the dating apps. I feel like people have lost social skills almost a little <laughs> bit, or like the ability to have uh, conversations and like keep conversations going. Right. There's, there's a, you know, it's a little awkward when you're like messaging somebody that's just new. You don't know anything about them really, except for what photos you see. And I guess in my experience, I've had a lot of moments where the conversation just ends, just fizzles out. They don't respond. Mm -hmm. I send a, you know, I love to, to end with a question, right? Give them a reason to come back, something to answer. A lot of times that I've sent that and it's nothing. They either, you know, uh, a match or don't respond for weeks. And I'm like, okay, well, they're not interested. And I've even done the whole, like, let, let me just send another one more message and see if they respond with no luck. So I try to keep a little bit, a little bit simple um, at the beginning, because it seems like folks don't know how to actually hold a conversation very well, um, mm -hmm. which is interesting and kind of tough. I think it makes dating in 2023 a little bit challenging, um, and especially through the apps. But with that being said, I, I, I try to keep the chat portion of the dating app a little bit shorter. I want to get into mm -hmm. the date. Like if we both feel like we're attracted to each other's photos, maybe we exchange a couple days worth of messaging. Hopefully, like hopefully they respond. Um, I try to just jump right in and be like, what do you, what's your ideal first date? What do you like to do for a first date? Uh, should we get a coffee? Do you want to get a drink? Like go for a walk. What does that look like? Do we take our dogs for a walk? Cause she's a dog girl. Right. And so, uh, that's kind of, I try to just jump in and just like take action almost in a way. And I don't want to have weeks or days longs worth of conversation back and forth because, yeah. uh, it's likely to end. <laughs> so strike while the iron is hot almost in a way. Yeah. I like that approach there. And it goes back to too, like it, how, why are you on there? It's the opportunity that you're trying to create because all of us are busy with whether it's full-time jobs or, or side projects or whatever it is. So the apps are an opportunity. We're fortunate to have them. They didn't have them 40 years ago. So how can we use them to our benefit? And I think the rejection piece is really important. It's knowing that you're going to get rejected and rejected meaning not right to your face, but it might be someone ghosting you or not responding or or whatever. Maybe, they're, they're, maybe they respond, but it's a very short and like not thought out. Like I've had people respond where like they don't ask a question back you know, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. but remember, yeah. why are you on there? If you know, this is, we won't get into this on this episode, but I think just knowing who you are as a person, what you really want, who are you trying to match with helps you because like when I get those, I weed them out. Great. One less I have to worry about. I'm not going to have a, go on a date with that person because we're not going to be compatible most likely. Right. So I think knowing yourself a little bit, you can start getting a little more specific versus having 20 conversations going because you don't really know what you want. So you're if you don't know what you want, well, then you're going to be for everyone. And that's not a good thing either. Brian, um, I, I got a I got a question for you. Um, sure. But first, I want to pose this. I think this is a really good advice. I think you would agree. All three of you is, you know, everybody's busy. Uh, we don't know the cadence of people's lives. We're just starting to meet them. We're just starting to talk to them. What goes a long way, especially for me, is when you're like, hey, I'm going to be busy the next day or two. Uh, just letting you know, I'm going to be silent a little bit, but I'll get back to you in a couple of days. And when they do, then you're like, okay, now we're talking because some people just disappear and they come, oh, hey, what's going on? Like three days later, mm -hmm. like, hello, I was waiting for you. Yeah. So if you're going to, 
disappear or go away and you just say, hey, listen, work has swamped these XPDs. I got to yeah. go out of town or something. That is huge. It goes along. Green way. flag. Yep. Yeah, Easy green that's flag. a that's a huge green flag. I think especially just like hyper communication, uh -huh. um, being considerate of their time and what they're feeling at the beginning of the process. And I'll oftentimes do that, especially to your point, Jory, I'm the same way of like, let's message for like a day or two, but like, let's get at least something on the calendar, like the sooner the better ideally, but like, Hey, like what evenings or what afternoons do you have available? Um, and so a lot of the time, if it is one of those situations, Ryan, trying to be like, Hey, I'm going to be busy the next couple of weeks, but I'm super excited for us to get coffee on Thursday. I just want to make sure you don't take my delayed responses as me like being hesitant. Mm -hmm. And like that goes a long way of just like setting that expectation and like is the bare minimum I feel like you can do to communicate with the potential future partner that you're having. And obviously like trying to manage your own expectations so you don't get like too disappointed and you want to go into the first date like excited and thinking like, this could be like my future long-term partner. So like, how do I want to start off that communication and communication expectation with them? Because I would hope they would do the same thing for me too, rather than just and like ghosting and then texting you like 30 minutes before the date and be like, are we still going out? Like, I don't know. I haven't heard <laughs> oh, from you in all, four days. We've all been there. And what, you said, the what you said also, I want to tell people this too, is when you are excited, say you are excited. Because otherwise it's like, am I just another date on this person's list this week? But you're like, hey, I'm super excited to meet you. All of a sudden it's like, oh, this date just got a little more meaning. It's not just the same old, same old. This person's really excited. Uh, Brian, I know I was going to tee you up a minute ago. Um, and feel free, uh, Jory and Jackie, to answer this too, is when do you personally try to get the conversation from an app to perhaps a phone or a FaceTime? Brian, I'm, um, so I've actually, cause I was catfished. So I changed my tune on this. <laughs> um, so I actually start, this is, oh, this is the last few months, but I stopped giving out my number until after a first date. Now I didn't have many of those app, right? I, I didn't go on a lot Ooh. of those dates, but what I'm saying is that I kind of, and this goes back to boundaries, making sure you have boundaries of like what you're doing. So Ryan, I'm going to go on a side road to answer your question is to like Jory mentioned, like early on, like, I, yeah, a couple messages back and forth. I'm not waiting more than two or three days before I'm going to ask mm -hmm. to go on a date. And typically for me, again, working professional, single dad, um, I do work remote. So I'm going, uh, my first date is a coffee or a lunch. That's for me. And the reason I stress this is it might not be for everyone, but the person that I'm probably going to match with is... A, they probably have a busy schedule as well. So coffee may work out or lunch may work out. Putting three, four, five hours on a dinner, someone you've never met is tough, right? The first time, because you don't want to get 30 minutes in and it's a dud. And <laughs> and it's a res I think True. it's a respect level because I've heard on the other side, oh, if you go to coffee, that means you're cheap or you don't want a big, no, I want us to be like, hey, is this, are you in it? You think this is cool? Yeah, I like you. Okay, cool. I like you too. Hey, let's do a bigger thing on the next date. But like, it's almost that first stop gap of like, should we do this or not? Because I've had several first dates that haven't gone past the um, coffee. I could only imagine if I was with that person for four hours. Oh my God, I pulled my <laughs> hair out. Um, so that's my rule that I put into place. So Ryan, kind of going back to your thoughts there, like 
I, I will set up the date early and often, meaning within the first couple of days of like, hey, this is, this is cool, this is working out. Hey, would you wanna grab a coffee? And then go from there. And then after the first date, if it like moved on, then you give the uh, cell number. Um, I used to give the cell number before I don't, haven't done that. So I don't know if Jackie or Jory, you guys are the same way. That's fair. I've done the coffee dates a few times and I like the liquid courage a little bit. I like to have a go out for a beer, stop at a brewery. Still can be short, but uh, man, like the coffee dates have, I guess in my experience, have sometimes fallen a little flat, a little boring, a little dull. Like, mm. I don't know. I, I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with like the brewery or the drink and kind of get one, you know, lighten, lighten it up a little bit. Like we're both probably nervous. We're a little like, ah, what are we doing? Like, this is a stranger and I have no idea what I'm doing here. Um, so I, I think I'm more in the camp of just give me a nice beer and we'll, we'll chat a little bit and then I can still get away really quick if I have to. Yeah, I definitely am similar. Yeah, I'm similar. I've done a couple of coffee dates and the biggest rule that I kind of set myself, I like to have first dates that are in the middle of the week. Um, just because Mm -hmm. like my weekends are normally like blocked off for like time in my art studio, time with my friends, or there is that kind of maybe assumed, oh, well, this could just turn into an all day thing, which are great. But I feel like that's not really first date material. Like to your point, Brian, it's kind of nice to do a potential shorter first date. Um, But yeah, Jory, I definitely like either like a beer or like a good bourbon bar. I love whiskey and bourbon. Um, And so I think that also just like sets the mood in terms of getting out of the day-to-day routine in a way. Um, the few coffee dates that I went on, it was like in the afternoon, midweek. And I found that it was almost like two, we were both still in our like work mindsets that it was hard to be super present. Um, or like the excitement of a first date went a little dull, if that makes sense. But if you're like, oh, I have like a date tonight, even if it is just yeah. an hour going to get a bourbon drink, it kind of sets that heightened element of it and like makes it a little more intimate just by an environment, has good lighting. Um, and it really, those facilitate a lot better conversations. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? Yeah. It's funny hearing all these different opinions. Um, I've gone back and forth on this multiple times. And I think over the years of frustration and just learning what we're well for me is it's obviously you got to have the back and forth in the app and then i try when when i saw promise there when i saw a connection and like the profile really hit what i was looking for brian kind of unlike you almost like i would i would give my number because i was like i want a conversation to see if the conversation can vocally go back and forth because some people are great when you give them 10 minutes behind the keyboard to think of a response but are we going to have the chemistry uh, when we talk? And if that's the case, then it's like, okay, then now I know I really want to put the effort into asking you out to go have a date because I've had dates where you meet for a coffee or whatever, and they don't know how to carry a conversation. It is so awkward. It's like, get me out of here now. Like I want to be gone within like two minutes, two you minutes, you know, you could have you figured know, that out right in the, the beginning. You yeah. could have figured it out on the phone. Uh, so that is one thing that I learned. And then, 
So if the phone conversation goes well, that's where I might take an extra few minutes to plan somewhat of an activity. Like Brian, I'll hit on what we talked about a couple of years ago. Whereas Jory, I know you said like walks with the dogs, which I think is great. Um, it's super funny not to go back to our conversation a lot, Brian, a couple of years ago, how we recorded our episode. It was around September. And I told Brian, I said, Hey man, if you're really digging the girl you're feeling it, a good first date is like a pumpkin patch or something like that. Some activity, go figure. Kristen asked me to go to a pumpkin patch for our first date a week after we posted that she had no clue. Uh, we are on the same wavelength, but because we had messaged back and forth, we had had a week of conversations on the phone. We both knew it was worth putting in the little extra effort for more of a special first date. I think you have to set yourself up to succeed if you're really feeling it. Um, I think a coffee is kind of safe because if the conversation is good, it's not going to matter what you do. Um but if you really are feeling this person, you're like, hey, this person is genuinely different than anybody I've met in a long time. Maybe go a little extra step to set yourself up for success, to be memorable and not be mm -hmm. the same guy that's planning the same date as everybody else. I, I think that helps. But Brian, as you mentioned, you don't want to plan a three, four, five hour date. You don't want to spend 100, 200, $300 either and then not speak to that person again so you want to be careful with that situation well and i think too it yeah. goes back to like uh jackie go ahead jump in i'll i'll, I'll share thornton back in oh i was just gonna say i love that point of like setting yourself up for success with that ryan and you can kind of tell like you can't fake excitement i feel like in the early stages and you can tell if the other person's also enthusiastic and excited about it there's always this couple of dates where you're like okay even if this is maybe not my forever person, I can tell we're going to have a fun time when we're together. But I think also that is just the risk you take with dating apps. Like you can put all these safeguards in place all you want, but inevitably that I think that's also just part of the process and not letting yourself get jaded by it. Like there's going to be times where there's someone that you're super, super excited about and you go on a date and it's just not there in person or you have different long-term goals and that's just larger part of dating, kind of like the risk we run in the world. One, one thing, Brian, before I let you chime back in, one thing that I kind of always annoyed me personally was when like, hey, Saturday, a lot of times I would plan for Saturdays because Jackie, as you said, like work gets the best of you and you're just not mm -hmm. really in that mindset to be excited. You're just tired and works for whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, one thing that I hated was kind of like, oh, let's meet at seven. Let's go to a brewery and have a beer at seven. She's like, that sounds great. By the way, I have to go at eight o'clock because I'm going to meet my friends downtown or something like that. Like that annoyed the shit out of me because it was like, if we're having a really good conversation, you're out of there in like 60 minutes. And I hated that. I loved it. You know, the date is going well when you're just sitting there. Time passes by. You're like, oh, by the way, I was going to go go grab here. Do you want to go with me? And if it, if it switches location and you're still there. Yeah. To me, that's setting yourself up, up for success because if you're cutting it short, you're having a great time, then it's like, you know, it's just so disappointing. You don't want to leave a date like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just add in the back end, I think everyone had some great points, but this is knowing what you want to do, what's best for you. Because for mm -hmm. me, I mean, I think all, all of you know, like I, I stopped drinking. Not that I won't have one, I guess, if I want. It's not like I'm religious or anything with it, but like I just, I've stopped drinking the last handful of months. And so for me, like going out for a drink is not 
that's not for me, right? And I'm not going to do that. Uh, but also I said, I work from home, I have some opportunity, maybe get a lunch or whatever, it works out for me. So I think everyone knowing what's best for them, this goes back to why are you getting on the apps? What are your boundaries? What are your green flags you're looking for? What works best for you? Don't do it just because someone else wants to do it. What are you comfortable with? You have to be open to that. So whether mm -hmm. it's coffee or drink, or again, if you want to blow out a first date, great, do it. No one's saying not to, but know what yeah, you want to do. Yeah, that's where compatibility falls, right? Like you want to meet somebody else that is into coffee or is into right. a drink or is into an activity, right? Like that is kind of mm -hmm. starting the foundation of what are our shared interests that we can then start here and then build upon it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of opportunity there to uh, to set yourself up for success if you know what success looks like. If you don't know what mm -hmm. it looks like, you know, you'll, you might text someone for two straight weeks and not know I should, Oh, I should, well, why don't I just ask them out? Cause I think some people I've, I've noticed this and you've text for a while. It's kind of like, when's the right time to, when's the right time to send that note to ask out. Right. Cause it, typically it's always on the guy in a, in a, you know, heterosexual relationship, right. It's always on the guy to ask. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's changed. The guard is changing. Jackie is the guard changing on I mean, I'm very direct in my dating style, so I have no shame in like sliding into someone's DMs or like asking them out. I'm like, I'm not here good to for you. Like, that's that's, yeah. that's yeah. kind of rare. Yeah. Good for, but good I, for I, you. But I understand that is different. Be like, hey, I know a really cool bourbon bar. Like, do you want to meet here on Thursday night? Or if there's another day works for you, let me know. But, but let's like take I this better off. say yes, Jackie, is all I have yeah. to say. <laughs> but I think too, like- But again, I, I think that it goes back to knowing what you want and just like having that confidence to communicate it to where, to your point, Brian, like if I suggested, hey, let's go grab a whiskey drink, you're like, hey, whether you share that you don't drink or not right up away, like that's obviously up to you also. But then saying like, hey, actually like coffee would actually be better for me. How does four o'clock sound? Yeah, great. Like now we have a plan. Mm. Like I just want to get things moving. Yeah. Well, or that's an opportunity, like I you know, might say, hey, that'd be great. Hey, just to let you know, I don't drink, but I'm happy to go there. It doesn't bother me to go there. I may just get you know, a mocktail or something like that. If that's cool. And by the way, that is the type of reaction. Like if someone reacted and were like, oh, yeah, cool, yeah. no big deal. Like if someone was like turned off by that, again, probably not a fit, right? If that's if that's going to turn you off, probably not the, right. the, the best person to spend your time with, so. Yeah, I'd be like, better, yeah, let's go to this other bar because I heard they have amazing mocktails and they might have better selection. Yeah. Great. Awesome compatibility. Yeah. I got I to gotta ask the question. I, I'm always curious to know what people's answers are to this. Brian, I'll start with you. We'll go around the horn here. Brian, Jackie, mm -hmm. Jury, who pays for the first date and why? I mean, I always, well, for not even just coffee. If we go on a second date, typically I'll pay as well. But it just, I, I don't know. It just, I'm a, I'm a traditionalist. You know, <laughs> okay. Um, Jackie, so I what, would what pay. I would pay, or I'd try to pay at least if someone allowed it. I That's think fair. Um, yeah, I always try to pay on the first date. Um, if it's going really well and they offer to pay, then I'll typically say like, "I'll let you pay this time if I can pay next time," because then that's also like sharing with them that I want to say. <clears throat> <clears throat> yep. That's what Chris leading on to a second date. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's my way of saying like, Hey, and typically because if it's like a drink or coffee the first time and then, yeah, I think it opens that door. But I, if, especially if I don't think that it is going to lead to a second date, I always pay my half. I think that's mm. 
polite thing to do. So how about you, Jory? Um, yeah, Jory, well, I, I actually want to know this from both perspectives, dating both sexes. Yeah, I'll give you both. I'll give you both for sure. Uh, I am a feminist, but, and also I do love a man to pay on the first date. I think it's a nice uh, gesture mm-hmm. and very much appreciated. I, I, that's the camp I fall in uh, with women. I can't give like a blanket statement for um, non-straight dating, but I, in my experience, I typically split. We kind of split the bill, uh, just put two cards down. No, no, it's just kind of easy. Let's just do an even split. Uh, It's worked pretty well. Um, Or, I mean, I've paid on the first date before as well, if I'm really feeling it or depending on the circumstance. But I think more recently, I try to uh, maybe split on the first date or two, and then we kind of go into um, kind of taking turns based on where we're at but that's not a blanket statement for all non-heterosexual dating uh that's just kind of my <laughs> preference and what the way i route and what i'll throw in there and this is something actually i i did um and i i'll give credit to tim ferris i love tim ferris and listen to him in his podcast mm-hmm. for a lot of years and something he said that was really interesting and i and i've tried out and actually works well because you know the awkwardness at the end sometimes <laughs> right yeah. is you lead into the date. So go, this is, I, I think anyone going out, like let's say you're going to dinner, not coffee, because that's different, right? But going to where coffees, you're going to pay at the beginning. But like, let's say dinner, you're going to dinner, is if you want to pay right at the beginning, say, hey, I would really, I would really like to take care of dinner tonight, if that's okay, and get their permission where they're like, no, that's fine. And now you have, now that's awkwardness is gone. That's what awkwardness has mm-hmm. gone off the table at the end. So if you lead with, hey, I would really love to take care of it, ask their permission. Because mm-hmm. again, some people like Jory or Jackie, you may want to split it. And that's that's more your camp. And that's cool too. But at least give someone the out to say, hey, I'd rather split it. Or hey, I'd really appreciate that. Thank you. And then you take the awkwardness out. So it's something, it's, di- it's a different way most people do it. But it's something you might want to try. Mm-hmm. Jory, any, yeah. I want to go or, back to you. Uh, I think you yeah. want to add Or it. another thing, I think that like the date initiator could default as the payer like whoever's Mm -hmm. asking the person out on the date i think like you could that person could be considered the the one that might put the card out first uh i think that's kind of a a nice gesture as well i tend to lead that way i mean being the guy it was you know obviously kind of traditional like i kind of assumed that i was paying for it most of the time but like when you do online date and you're going out for a few dates a week or a week at, it gets freaking expensive yeah and not only that like if you have four or five six like dates in a row that are just subpar and you're like i am tired <laughs> of paying for this shit honestly mm-hmm. um what really went a long way one if you even just make the gesture i don't even care if you're if you don't have a wall up but you're acting like you do that's to me it's like yeah that's, okay that's kindness and two say thank you um don't just be like, I assume you're paying anyways. I don't need to say thank you or appreciate that. Like there was definitely numerous times where it was just kind of like assumed and there was no thank you. And I don't care if it was a $3 small cup of coffee. The thank you is worth more than that. So always be appreciative when someone pays for you. So no matter your guy, girl, whoever, um, it goes a long way. So be appreciative. I think a yeah, a non thank you could be a deal breaker, honestly, oh, yeah. for me. Like I that's something you notice and you remember. Like that's yeah, that's a small red flag potentially if that's a habit. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So I know we're getting close to time here and we can always do a part two. This is this was fun. Um <laughs> let's let's go around the horn. Let's end on this unless anyone else 
had anything they wanted to throw out. Um, are we cool? You want to end I, a final question? I'm good. Good. Okay. That's it. And, th- and this is this is a, a, a wide ranging question, so you can kind of choose your own adventure here. But it's simple. Someone starting on the apps tomorrow. Right. Someone starting tomorrow. You can pick anything. You can pick profile. You can pick. We've talked about messaging. You, anything you want. What would be one piece of advice that you think is the most valuable for them to consider getting on the apps? I'll let you all think for a few seconds. And then, Ryan, you're the elder statesman of the group. Why don't you start and give your answer? Yeah, I mean, I kind of think, I think I may have already kind of someone answered it. I'll just give the same advice is be genuine and be authentic. Um, I think you need to go into it with a positive attitude and high spirits, but don't set your expectations ridiculously high. Like, oh my God, I'm signing up for online dating. No question, I'm going to find the one to be married within a few months. Like, that's just probably not going to happen. You're going to set yourself up for failure. I think, I think you need to remember that dating is supposed to be fun and you really got to make it fun. And when it becomes not fun is when you need to step back and take a look at yourself and then work on yourself and try to get positive again and focus on your passions. And I'll leave it on this is when I was dating on my dating and I was having a lot of frustrations, I did take some time away and focused on myself Mm -hmm. that was the best time for me personally because guess what i became interesting i traveled i started a podcast i had a great career i had my dogs i had my friends i had my family like i started to do things i was passionate about because i focused on myself and so when i got into a date I all of a sudden was the interesting person talking about, I've been here, I've traveled here, I've done this, I've hiked this, I can't wait to go here, I've got this trip booked. And it was, mm-hmm. it led to such a better conversation. And it was just like, I became interesting, more questions were thrown my way. It was just better than like, so what do you do? What's your job? What are you doing this weekend? Blah, blah, blah. So that's all. That's what I would say is just be confident in who you are. And if you're not there yet, step back, don't do it, work on yourself, be happy where you are, find your passions, be passionate about things. Cause that's going to come out real fast. Mm-hmm. Jory, what about you? Yeah. yeah, that resonates a ton and is just really matches a lot with what I think. Um, I've gone through a long time of being single. And in that time, I've really focused on like self-love. I think it's, that's so important is loving yourself first. You're the, you gotta be the first person you love in your life kind of thing. You know, um, you gotta work on your own self-development. I have been in therapy, therapy for a few years and grew a lot there. Um, I think folks really need, it's important for folks to really get in touch with themselves to self-develop, grow, um, kind of understand themselves big part for me was like understanding and learning about my attachment style that way I could show up into a relationship uh and talk about my relationship style and or my attachment style and understand why I'm showing up the way that I am 
Um, and I think you just kind of, I think folks need to have time for themselves, right? Being single, being alone to develop that, um, that self-love and understanding and growing into like, you know, I don't need somebody. I don't need somebody. I'm going to be okay, regardless of if I have a partner or not. At least that was kind of my journey. Um, mm -hmm. And then I think, you know, once you get to that point, it kind of opens you up to possibilities, right? You can, you, you know, that you're going to be okay. And regardless of what happens, whether you get left on red or you date for mm -hmm. a handful of months or however long it is, and then it, you know, doesn't pan out or whatever it is. Um, so I think, uh, I think a lot of times people jump into the apps when they're not over their ex, there's still something messy going on. They haven't mm -hmm. been single for very long. They're rebounding. It's not a good situation. You don't want to do it. You don't want to put somebody else mm -hmm. in that situation and you don't want to be there either. So I think, um, there's a really important step, uh, of all of this before, getting on the apps. If you're looking for something long-term, if you're looking for a long-term partner of marriage years long or whatever it is you're looking for that. I mean, of course, like we talked about earlier, there's uh, moments that you're just looking for something casual and short or whatever it is, short and sweet, um, which might be a little bit different. But I think for these like longer term relationships, it's it's got to come back to um, some of those things that I talked about. So um, Jackie, dying yeah. to know what you have to say. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, I love what you guys said. And I think it's interesting thinking back to when I was first on the apps uh, for the first time, because yeah, I feel like it wasn't really that long ago. So I can kind of um, remember that mindset. And when I joined the apps, it was right after a eight year relationship. Um, then I was single for several months, definitely did a lot of that internal work, figuring out like, who am I? What do I want? Um, and bringing that mindset into the apps is super important. And I feel like the biggest hurdle of entry for me that I found that was helpful to tackle right away, um, which I feel like isn't as inspirational of a message as you, Ryan, Jory, is the logistics and getting those mm. down in my mind mentally what helped me go into dates a lot more confident. So things like having a list of places that I would want to take someone on a date whether it's a list on your phone or if you're just walking out around, whether it's downtown or traveling to say, oh, that's a restaurant I've never heard of before. That would be a cool date spot and marking it in like the Google maps filter on my phone of a list of like potential date spots. Um, so just like getting those logistics down, I found was helpful, both from locations. My biggest advice would be Go somewhere either you've always wanted to go before, try something you've always wanted to try, because then worst case scenario, even if it's not that great of a date, you got to try somewhere new or do something you wanted to do anyway. Um, but then also don't necessarily take people to your go-to spots um, on a first date, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't take them to your favorite bar that you go to every weekend or your favorite coffee shop that you work from four days a week. Yeah, very uh, important. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe wait till like the third or fourth date for that. Um, so I, and I think that is like logistically hard early on because we are all creatures of habit. So you do have to like, what are other restaurants around here or other coffee shops and making that like a fun part of the dating experience too, um, is one of the logistics, but also, um, and I'm sure both men and women deal with this is like figuring out what outfits do you feel really confident in for dates? And especially when I first started dating, I had pr probably like 
four or five like go-to first date outfits yeah. and it was like one if it's like an athletic activity one if I'm going to get drinks one for this and then because for me I think especially early on and for people if they're just starting on the dating apps that's like part of the whole anxiety of the date right like what am I going to wear am I going to feel confident am I going to do this so like whether investing in buying an outfit that you feel confident in or just knowing that already can like I don't know, squish some of the anxiety of it and just let you be excited in the beginning um, by having maybe like some of those outfits already picked out or some of the location like options already figured out. Cause you can look at the menu beforehand and like you already know what you're going to order. So you're not like stressed on the date, figuring out what you're going to order while also trying to like make a first impression with them. Um, so if you have a little bit of anxiety of the whole process, I would say like do a little bit of the homework up front, which is not a very sexy answer, but you can go into the date a lot more confident. And I think that confidence helps a lot and makes the whole experience more exciting for both sides. Yeah. I'm Jackie are- and I'm a planner. <laughs> and I'm a planner, you know, <laughs> you are. A I like to be prepared. I dig it. I, I dig it. it. Y'all, I love y'all it. Some yeah. Great points. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think, as kind of to wrap this up, I mean, the fact, yeah, work on yourself, uh, be prepared. Um, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I mean, I think maybe this is a, a good to kind of circle back on this because Ryan almost, you had said, actually, I think everyone kind of touched on this a little bit in your answer is the the apps that one thing, and I didn't really realize this early on, I think I more realize it this year, is the app is not the finish line. The app is the starting mm-hmm. point. So if your goal is like, oh my God, I'm getting the, if I get on a first date, that's great. Well, then you're just going to be back on the app. If you don't, if you don't know how to communicate, if you don't have interesting things, if you don't have ambition, if you don't, not ambition, everyone doesn't, I guess, have that. But you know, if you have, if you don't have aspirations, I guess that was the word I was looking for. If you don't have a vision for your life, if you don't have things that you believe in, you're going to be dull on the first date or second date, right? You'll be found out and then you'll be back on the dating apps and it's kind of going to be like that circle that's going to go round and round. So I think it's really important to understand, again, who you are, what your boundaries are, what you're looking for, and then try to act in the best light how you would act or how you would hope people would act toward you and vice versa, and then see what happens because you're going to get rejected a lot but that's part of the uh, that's part of the game because it is a, partly a game, right? And you just have to know that you know it's not the finish line; it's it's just the starting. So go into it with that attitude, and whatever happens, happens. I I will say pleasantly surprised by this conversation that it was all pretty positive with great yeah. advice. I'm going to have to have you all back on to talk about the crazy stories <laughs> that we yeah, all can relate two, to. We didn't get to crazy stories. We oh, have yeah, to we have that. Have part that. two crazy stories. All right, we'll do we that. have to have that. Um, Ryan's gone wrong. Date's gone crazy. Yeah. yeah. We'll do that. If you guys want to do that, we'll set that up for fun. Uh, Ryan, thank you for co-hosting this. Uh, Jackie, Jory, thanks for joining. This was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we will do part two. Might as well. We'll we'll, we'll share some stories. Yeah. And uh, mm. that's why if anyone wants some the real juice, we'll... Uh, Give them a squeeze. (laughs) All right. Thank you also for for joining. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Great time. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, everyone. And just one more quick thing before you head off on your day. If you're enjoying this podcast and are looking for other resources and tools to help you get started and move forward toward a happier and more fulfilling life, then I'd encourage you to head over to my website, brianandreco.com, and hit the subscribe button in the upper right corner. 
There you can find my newsletter and blog subscriptions where I share insights and information around getting unstuck, perspective, mindset, relationships, habits, and much more. If you get a chance to sign up, I hope you enjoy. Thanks again for listening in and have a phenomenal day.